Welcome to Cinema Grimoire. Hope you survive the experience. <laughs> Welcome to the very first edition of Cinema Grimoire, a brand new episode on the brand new AYCH Extra channel. This will be AYCH's exploration of classic goth films, and I'm joined by two very special co-hosts we have from the main channel. You know them, you love them already. It's JoJo. It's JoJo and the Banshees over here. Let's go. <laughs> and joining us as well is the newest member of the AYCH team. Please give a warm welcome once again to Ash. Hi, everybody. I got brought back, and I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but let's do it. If you if you listen to the main channel, recently we had the sixth edition of the Letterboxd <laughs> game, which was Ash's first appearance on AYCH in general. And obviously, that was a very chaotic experience. So we think it'd be good to help acclimate our new team member to a more reined in uh, recording session so this is what this is not only is this a pilot session as episode zero for this new mini series that we're doing but also help acclimate our new friend to the, the podcast system i'm excited this is gonna be fun little different last one was a trial by fire so <laughs> definitely better i'd say because that was so wild and crazy you started at a peak so like everything else after that is just gonna be smooth sailing that's fair that's fair so uh just a general thesis for what this uh series will be we made we made this in mind for ash to help her become more you know involved with the the greater group and so i want to think what's something that we know ash is like it's known for something they really enjoy, and that's why they're our chief goth correspondent. And so, basically, we're just discussing like what, like what constitute goth, and like just sort of, and plus sort of going through like these well-known like gothic films, and so it's like basically classic horror films, horror films from the '90s and '80s, just like, and a lot of vampire films, just like what sort of like makes up this sort of oeuvre of God. Is there, is there like a hard setting to it? Or is it just more like just how things feel? And so I'll turn it over to them and say like, what do you feel like makes something a goth movie? And like, so where have you sort of built your experiences from? So I'm the worst person to def like define goth period. I basically just have always been on my little edgelord vibe <laughs> and kind of i don't know anything a little dark a little spooky a little weird and it runs the gamut it can be musicals it can be comedies adventure pretty much anything can be goth if it just has the right vibe and at least for me like growing up in like the 90s and the 2000s like goth was always like a very certain aesthetic like you know like heavily spooky like with like like dark and black and like like a, there's a there's a, a well-known aesthetic that goes with it and i think some of the movies that we have like on tap for this series will sort of fall into that, like The Craft and, and like films like that. They have like a very specific aesthetic and feels to it. Definitely, The Crow. The is Crow, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, The Crow's way up there. And because like I watched The Crow recently on my own early this year, and mm. I loved it. It's just like it's a goth power fantasy, <laughs> and I I can't wait to like rewatch that just. 
first off, because I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would, but also just sort of have a like a fun discussion in this sort of like confines of it. Yeah. So, yeah. and I guess to, to turn it to Joe a little bit, I guess like in your experience, like did you did you ever think like, oh, this is like something I would be interested in? Like, oh, I consider myself goth. I guess what would you like to get out of this series on uh, your personal uh, avenue of this? I mean. I just like watching interesting, weird fucking shit. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, as far as considering myself goth, I mean, I'm a little goth kid on the inside. More emo, if you want to get technical. But (laughs) I was never allowed to, you know, do the eyeliner and stuff because Jesus. But (laughs) Jesus came to their house and just like, you will not be doing that, young ma'am. Oh, oh yeah, she uh, Jesus was like, "Come here, bitch," and just slap the shit out of me. <laughs> slap the eyeliner as she cry it down your cheek. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I just start singing MCR. Let's go. But yeah, just honestly, I just want to see some cool, weird shit. I love like you know, goth is kind of like a umbrella vague term, but like there's definitely a specific vibe that is generated from that. So and I like that shit. So let's. Let's watch some weird fucking shit, dude. Some weird stuff, man. And for me personally, like, as in the last few years, I've gotten more and more, like, into horror and, like, really exploring that. Like, I, I found it just really, like, enjoyable because, like, horror is just a, an interesting, like, genre into itself. And it's, like, really deep and rich and it has like, just a very broad idea. Then, like, all the subgenres that come out of that and through that like exploring like my own quote like late stage goth like you know i'm buying like more like like dark black clothes and like you know i got like my my little short black shorts and like my scream shirt and like my black fingernails just like it, obviously there's a little something funny about like a 32 year old man like accepting his goth phase but like and like a lot of things in life you know you feel like you're you're not allowed to do that because like whatever like upbringing it's kind of like bearing down on you but also like I think because a lot of horror and a lot of goth is sort of goes hand in hand with being queer and like this sort of that's a part of being queer. It's like learning to accept and explore this side of yourself a lot of times happens later in life when you have like this a full understanding of who you are. And like that might be a little too deep for like a, a silly show like this, but like. I think that comes with the dichotomy of AYCH where you have like, we can say poo poo pee pee and butt pussy and still, but then like a few minutes later have like a really like thoughtful conversation. It's fair. So obviously look forward to a lot of poo poo pee pee and like some cromulent discussions on cinema grimoire. Absolutely. We contain multitudes. I mean, we, we contain prismatic. We contain if you will. <laughs> the totality of humankind. <laughs> What would be some of the movies that you, we would be discussing over the course of this series? We have one already locked and loaded and ready to go. We do. We do. I'm not going to go to that first, though. Um, I'm still voting for Queen of the Damned. I, you don't I, even have to twist my arm. I'm ready say, to go. Okay. I, I'm ready to watch some new metal garbage. It's Let's so go. It's so bad, and I'm so fucking excited for it. That's, like, top of my list here. Other than that, I like a lot of vampire movies, so... That's like always top of my list. So Near Dark, which I think you said you watched before. I watched this early this year. I loved it. And I do think it's funny that there was, there was like a quiz going around like what supernatural creature do people associate with you? And I didn't realize like I think I have actually a lot of ties with vampire stuff. So I think like this that's actually a good fit for this show. Yes. Okay. Other than Near Dark, probably The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, yep. 
The Hunger, which I don't know if either of you know of, have seen. I don't think I know that one. So it's Bowie as a vampire. Oh, okay. And okay. it's amazing 80s weirdness. It's like the coolest movie. I only saw it, I think, last year and loved it. So it's definitely worth watching. Other than that, I know I gave you like a whole list and my brain is just like all the movies, everything. <laughs> I guess a lot of Burton stuff, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, interesting thoughts about Tim Burton there, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think, like, that would be an interesting discussion to have. I mean, because, like, obviously, Tim Burton's <laughs> known for, like, oh, that's a goth aesthetic. But then, like, the failings of him as a person and his it's a, application it's, of his art. It's a specific aesthetic. It's an aesthetic that uh, does not include me. So, <laughs> yeah. Lots to say about his aesthetic, and I'm going to hold off right now. <laughs> Other than Burton stuff... We you also have what's on your shirt right here. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror is definitely on there. Um, Repo, the genetic opera. Okay, yes. Which is pure trash, and I need to see your reactions when we watch this. And uh, okay. I did happen, happen to find uh, the list that you gave me the other day on my letterbox. Yes, I made some weird choices here. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I was like, what? this was weeks ago. I don't even remember. I do, you know what? This was another life, honestly, at this point. <laughs> A lot's happened in those. It's it, been busy, okay? As that is very fair. One movie that I've been wanting to to watch for a while. I'm talking about it with the house lately. De La Morte De La More, a.k.a. Cemetery Man. Okay, yeah. This also comes out about the same time as the movie that we'll be discussing for the first official episode, 1995. And it's about a, a young man who lives in a cemetery. He's as the caretaker, and it was only his uh, groundskeeper for company. And people just think he's a strange eccentric man who collects phone books because he considers him classical literature. They shouldn't be discarded so absentmindedly, but unknown to everyone in the town is that he actually protects this town because every night uh, the dead come to life. Basically, whenever a new body is interred in his cemetery, a week later the, the body's reanimating. He has to kill them. And so he sort of goes about this hand-to-mouth life fighting off the zombies, sort of like having like this thankless job. But then after like, he kind of falls in with this widow who has to bury her husband and that that's when things start to spiral out of control when the husband comes back to life and really starts to mess up his whole operation and it's very stylish and it's based off an italian paranormal horror comic dylan dog oh okay that i have heard of that actually sounds really cool so i have I have like a blu-ray like all like queued up on like my wish list so like i'm just waiting if i'm gonna let someone get that for my christmas or just like fuck it i need to get this now Trying to look at this list and see what else is on there. Like like you said, there's always there's quite a few vampire movies on there's there. There's mostly vampire movies on there. I had a theme and I stuck with it. Which like is fair because like Near Dark kind of alongside Lost Boys kind of like reinvigorated vampires and like mainstream pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like, because like obviously Lost Boys is pretty well known, but I feel like I think even Near Dark preceded it. Near Dark, they came out almost... Around the same time. I know it was within like a couple of months of each other, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like a whole controversy because they, you know, basically said Near Dark was riding the Lost Boys coattails because I think they pushed the Lost Boys up. Yeah. And I know it's sacrilege. It's a better movie. Like Near Dark is a better movie than the Lost Boys. (laughs) I like the Lost Boys more. Mm -hmm. Near Dark is a better movie. To me, it's a lot of fun. There's some just, like, really cool, like, vampires up. Some really cool action. And, like, a resolution is reached without getting spoilers in the movie. It's like, 
You know, I never thought of that. Yeah. It's really cool. And this kind of being like a new starting point for like vampires in pop culture. And I mean, if you don't watch it for anything else, you watch it for the truck stop scene. Yes. that <laughs> That is iconic. It's amazing. That sold me on the whole movie. So that's worth it. That's worth watching alone. Other than that, I think we covered most of them. Sweeney Todd's on here, which... I've never seen. I- I've seen. It's okay. <laughs> I love how, like, we got to talk about the movies and they're all like, oh, they're kind of mid. <laughs> but, like, I think oh, this is a cool vehicle to, like, for at least for me, like, there's a lot of, like, big horror movies that, like, I've never seen. Like, I've yeah. never seen The Lost Boys. This is such a well-known movie. You know, whatever you think about it, like, it's very popular. I've never seen it. And I think, like, this will be a good excuse to check these movies out. Yeah, absolutely. I know Tim Burton, you know, wiggity woo. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow still kind of slaps. Sleepy Hollow does slap. I'm not going to lie. It's a great movie. I, like, the only thing I remember from that movie is creepy-ass Christopher Walken, like, legit scared me when I was a little kid. Fair. Terrifying. And that with the teeth? <laughs> the fangs? Y- yeah, like, like that, like, legit made me lose sleep. And then when he, like, makes out with, what's her name in the end, and, like, bites her mouth? Oh, God, Yeah. Yeah. That that specifically, I was like, Mm-mm, little me did not love that. All I think of when I think of that movie is when he's chopping the tree for the first time and just shoots blood into his face. Yeah. The tree that's got like human gunk in it. Yeah. Like Queen of the Dam is such a meme in this house. Like this is a new metal <laughs> house. New metal that never died in this household. I am so pumped for that because I remember when that movie came out, all my little redneck goth Wiccan friends were just freaking out. Yeah, when it came out, I was in high school. I want to say it was like 15. Came out around my birthday, and we had a three like three screen movie theater because it's the backwoods, and we didn't get it. And I pitched an absolute fit. I got the soundtrack. (laughs) Soundtrack is amazing. In fact, let's look it up while we're here. Oh my god, I don't. Yeah, there's there's a lot on that soundtrack. There's an abundance of corn. Um, <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> there is a lot of Unironically, yes. All right. So Joe has a track list for the <laughs> Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Uh, take us through those listings. Okay. Number one, not meant for me, Wayne Static from Static X. R.I.P. Uh, Forsaken, David Draymond. System, Chester Bennington. R.I.P. Change in the House of Flies, Death Tones. Fuck Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Papa Roach song. A couple bands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just stop giving a shit. It's just like, it's like oh, this is interesting. Well, like, one of them's like Jay Gordon. I'm like, okay. Yeah, there, there's definitely some people who are just, they don't exist anymore. Uh, Jay Gordon was from what, Orgy? Pro- I think so. And the fact that I, I have any knowledge of this, I'm just like, why do I dedicate brain cells to this? <laughs> uh, oh, Down with the Sickness. The best domestic abuse solo of all time. <laughs> God, when I heard it described that way, I, it's like I cannot look at the song the same again. It's not inaccurate. Another Static X song. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, this is kind of this kind of slaps. I mean, I definitely want to do another new metal retrospective where he's like tier list new metal soundtracks because oh, Scorpion King is up there. Isn't there just a lot of Godsmack on there? Let's see. Because <laughs> like, if that's the case, I then no, that's not remember, a good. Because like I stand alone was from that. 
Oh God, yeah. Because the video is like six minutes long or some shit. It's got like a whole. (laughs) There's a whole intro. He gets like a scorpion mark. It's the most ridiculous shit on the planet. Uh, Okay, so I'm looking at it, and it's a lot of like very. It's either like the best songs by shit bands. (laughs) Or, like, the most mid-songs by great bands. <laughs> that tracks. So, like, there's, like, I Stand Alone, Godsmack. There's a, a Drowning Pool song no one's ever heard of. Hoobastank. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, what Hoobastank song? Losing My Grip. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. No. Uh, Nickelback's on here. Oh, God damn it. I would I would shit my pants if it's like the reason was on this song. Right. For some reason. Actually, I take that back. This is all pretty just mid to garbage. This sounds really bad. Uh, yeah, there's a System of a Down song, which it's like from uh, Steal This Album. Mm. P.O.D. No. Creed. I've never no. heard. I've never even heard of that Creed song. What song? Well, not a true Creed fan. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> To whom it may concern. Oh, I have no fucking clue, yeah. There, there is a part of me that, like, kind of lives for these new metal albums where, where there are just people who are just utter obscurity, uh, anonymity. Just, like, I feel like they just made up a band to, to put in these albums. That's fair. Oh, oh, you should hear me talk about metal and deathcore. Just, like, the numerous fucking just D-tier bands that no one remembers but Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> there, there needs to be historians in all lines of <laughs> knowledge. Do there? I mean, there when, are some things that can be forgotten. Let's be real. When mm-hmm. the sun goes down and like all of our information is, is fried from the internet, we need people to write on the stone slabs the new Ten Commandments. What? It's just like Joe dude comes down like Moses on the mountain. <laughs> it's like this is the new album of the new world. Just hide and watch. Oh, and yes, and Jay Gordon was, was of Orgy. I only remember that because I have the soundtrack, and I can actually tell you which songs you skipped when you said some bands, too. That's how many times I listened to that shit. I mean, it, it's, a, it's an iconic soundtrack to an iconic movie. I don't know if we're calling it iconic. Hey, it's, it's something. It's iconic in a, a certain frame of mind. It's it's a movie. <laughs> it, it exists. It is a movie. It does have pretty people in it. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. I, I, do, I do think, I guess segue, we'll discuss the movies that will be on the official first installment, is that we have elected to choose that the first installment of Cinema Grimoire will be discussed in the 1994 film Interview with a Vampire. I'm so sorry for picking this. <laughs> it don't be. Because, like, one, it's, you know, obviously it's a, it's a well-known horror mm-hmm. movie. It's a well-known yeah. gothic movie. And plus, like, this comes on the on the heels of like the new uh, reboot series because like I think it'd be a good you know tie into that just to compare and contrast and just like not only the subject matter to this film but also to the new series you know almost what thirty years later. Fair. The show is out and Twitter is talking. I have seen screenshots. It is explicit. <laughs> it is way hornier than the movie. I mean, I'm, I'm sure back in the day, that, uh, people were just like, they're getting their whistles wet to the <laughs> the uh, homoerotic overtones. And even then, it's like, wow, this was not as gay as I thought it was. Not to no. give too much away. No, yeah. 
I'll give you that. But it's still, it's more gay than the average 90s film. True, true. So, but, but how far we come in, in terms of just, like, eating well for, like, gay content? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, it is one thing I noticed even when we were watching. It's like, I thought this movie was gayer. It's kind of gay. But like we were saying, like in the context of 94, like, yeah. I mean, that oh, just yeah. was unheard of. So like any little bit of gay stands out more than, you know, like. No, I, I know what you mean, though. It's like comparatively, like the bar has been moved. Yeah. That'd be part of the discussion, too, is just like what's happened since 94 in terms of just like general pop culture. Like what would co- what constitutes goth and all that in, in the 90s? And then like yeah. what would constitute goth today it's like is, is goth still a thing quote or like how is it move how's the needle move in the last 30 years i think that'd be an interesting discussion which is all part of the weird mishmash ball of this new show just like it's a lot of fun just to make different new things and this this being kind of like the first new thing on the big new thing so like i'm very excited to see where this goes and also very excited to see a new podcaster Yay. Up on the field, ready to go and <laughs> show the world all the cool things that they have, all the cool points of view and things that they have to say. I don't know about cool, but I have opinions. But don't worry. We're still going to have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of goth, a lot of gay, and a whole lot of fun in between. I'm excited. Hell yeah. So, so that's kind of the heads and tails of episode zero. We're just going to... Set it out there. Let us know what you think, and they'll keep and uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll be back to discuss the uh, first official installment of Cinema Game War, and that is with interview with a vampire. So stay tuned. Check out your feeds. We'll have something new coming out to you very soon, uh, along with a whole lot of other new shows. So uh, until next time, you can follow us wherever podcasts are found. That SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts. We're on all those places. Be sure to like, rate, use, subscribe. All those platforms helps us out, keeps us visible, and of course, puts us in front of these people. And we always appreciate you when you do it. And you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. John lost his name. Uh, my name is Joe. You can follow me on Twitter at joeniabu24 and John owns on twelve on the Letterbox. And I'm Ash. You can follow me on Twitter at blue or on Instagram or Facebook at Glam and Ghoulish. It's where I sell jewelry. Please check out their jewelry, great handmade jewelry, very skilled, very talented. And we'll have a link to all of our socials, including the jewelry shop, in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be talking to you very soon with some great goth goodness. Talk to you soon.